Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, April 26th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and subscribe to the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Hope you all had lovely weekends. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Over the weekend, The Chicago Blackhawks had another crucial game against the Nashville Predators. It was the third and final game of the series and also the eighth and final meeting of the season between these two teams. And once again, the Blackhawks offense let them down enormously. They lost by a score of 3-1 on Friday night, the seventh time in eight games versus the Preds this year where they scored two goals or less. And that was really... The storyline of the entire season series, just no answer whatsoever for Nashville's physical defense and tight forecheck. Besides that little 2 minute and 51 second spurt where they scored um, 3 goals to keep their season alive last Wednesday, besides that, the rest of the year against the Preds was just horrendous for the Hawks offense. Friday night it actually looked like... uh, They were pretty amped up out of the gate and appeared to be on their way to snatching an early lead. They had some good pressure uh, really early on in that first period leading up into uh, the midway point of the second. But UC Saros, who was in net once again, Saros started all three games of this series for Nashville. He kept the game scoreless early on and then once the Preds kind of got their legs under them, as I said, around that midway point of the game. That's when they really started to take control. And then from that point on, the Hawks, they were totally screwed in the final 20 minutes. They had 24 shots on goal through the first two periods, but had just six in the final 20 minutes. And with the season on the line, essentially, that's just 100% unacceptable. Have to have have a better mentality of just firing everything on that and hoping to get a bounce or two. And I mean, that's... That's really how Nashville scored all of their goals in this contest. None of them were pretty. They were all just grindy goals where they they flipped the puck on cage and things just happened to go their way. And in this one, there were, in the third period alone, there were three or four opportunities at least where the Hawks just, they they passed up on shooting the puck. Kirby Doc had a two-on-one in the third period where, uh, he he held on to the puck just entirely too long and failed to generate any scoring opportunity at all. Then Alex DeBrinket also, he had a two-on-one earlier in the game where he elected to pass the puck to David Kampf. 
when you have one of the best goal scorers in the entire league on your team, I don't think uh, on, odd, on an odd man rush you want him uh, passing the puck over to your fourth line center. That that just doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, also, Brett Connolly had a two on one where he tried to get off a difficult backhand pass. It was just frustrating to watch on Friday, as were really all of the games this year against Nashville. Just not aggressive enough in the offensive zone in the crucial stages of the game. And the one goal they actually did wind up scoring came off a routine shot from the point by Wyatt Kalanuck. Vinny Henestroza manages to get a piece in front. Just a prime example that anything can happen when you put the puck on net. But unfortunately, it was too little too late for the Hawks on Friday night, and that one goal wound up being obviously not enough to get the job done. 3-1 to the final score with the Preds coming out on top yet again. And for the Hawks... That was really the nail in the coffin for their postseason hopes. Uh, Wednesday night's comeback just seemed to prolong the inevitable. Looking at the standings right now, the Hawks sit in 6th place in the in the division with 49 points behind a 22-21-5 record. They're 3 points back of the Dallas Stars for 5th place and 5 points back of the Predators for the 4th and final playoff spot. Technically, the Hawks do still have a chance, but when you consider the tough schedule they have ahead, plus how well Nashville and Dallas both have been playing in the last month or so, it's... It's hard to picture this young and inexperienced team finding a way to get the job done with only eight games left in the regular season. They probably would have to win at least six or maybe even seven of those games. Again, not impossible, just not all that likely. So Friday's loss was really all she wrote. It's been a fun ride this year. Um, And I mean, going back to December, no one saw this kind of success coming in 2021 for the Chicago Blackhawks. No one thought they'd even be close to competing for a playoff spot. I mean, let's let's flash back, you know, four or five months. They had just lost their longtime goaltender in Corey Crawford and had no real answer in that with Malcolm Subban, Colin Delia, and Kevin Lankinen. Then, Jonathan Taze just announced that he would be out indefinitely with an undisclosed illness. Kirby Doc broke his wrist at the World Juniors. Alex Nylander needed knee surgery. Also, Brent Seabrook re-injured his back, and his NHL future was in jeopardy. Also, the Hawks, they were about to roll out one of the youngest teams in their entire NHL. I believe they were the fifth youngest team in the league this season. Um, They wound up having nine players make their NHL debut. It could even be more in these final games. And with all that happening, the Hawks still managed to flirt around 500 for uh, the majority of the season. You know, it may not be the ending we all wanted, but you can't deny that it's been... uh, an incredible and certainly unpredictable ride here and just a weird and wonky year for the NHL as a whole. I thought the Blackhawks overall handled it all very well and uh, it's hard not to be excited about the future of this team because I do believe there are some of the pieces of the puzzle already here and I can't wait to see how the organization tries to put them all together going forward. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks. 3-1 loss to the Nashville Predators in a crucial game on Friday night. Coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about Riley Stillman signing a three-year contract extension on Sunday morning. But first, I need to talk to you all about 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced 
limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly resourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just be sure, be sure to search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and is also fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so be sure to find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. The Lockdown Podcast Network is covering the NFL draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Lockdown NFL Draft and the Draft News podcast for the latest draft news. And be sure to stay tuned for more info about our live NFL draft coverage. All right, I just finished sharing my thoughts on the Blackhawks' tough 3-1 loss to Nashville on Friday night. Moving on now, I wanted to be sure to get into defenseman Riley Stillman signing a three-year contract extension on Sunday morning. The deal is worth $1.35 million per year, running through 2023-2024, so the Blackhawks obviously seem impressed with what they've seen from Stillman in the six games he's played since being traded from the Panthers. By the way, what a deal that seems like it could be for the Blackhawks. Even if they do wind up buying out or trading Brett Connolly in the offseason, they still got Stillman, who they just locked up as a piece of their rebuild on defense, plus a former first-round pick in Henrik Borgstrom, who's expected to join the team next season. That has the potential to be a very nice deal here by Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks, only giving up Lucas Carlson, who was a defenseman that fell out of favor here and already brought a similar style to the table to guys we already have in the prospect pool. And also we gave up Lucas Walmark in that deal, a guy who was literally never going to play for us again for the rest of the year. So not only does it seem like the Hawks got the better young defenseman in the 23-year-old Stillman, hopefully that will be the case, but I'm also hoping that uh, Borgstrom We'll have some more success in a second stint in the NHL next season and beyond. Kid's got a lot of untapped potential there, and uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that a little change of scenery will do him right. But back to the Stillman extension, this is a very interesting deal by the Blackhawks for a couple of different reasons. Don't get me wrong, the, the dollar amount, this could be a very, very good price for, you know, a second or third pairing guy that can provide physicality and sturdy play in his own zone. But to do it when 
we've only seen six games out of Stillman since being acquired. The timing to me is just very interesting. Um, that actually might be the whole key of the deal, though, you know, showing Stillman that uh, we want him here and not letting him get to the open market. I'm sure that played a big factor, and Stillman himself did say uh, during his press conference that it's nice to feel... Uh, you know, like someone believed in him. So maybe that was, in fact, a key detail here, the timing of it all. But six games, just it just seems like a little bit of a hurry to show this kind of belief. I know Stillman ha- has been pretty good in his short Blackhawks career. Uh, there, there actually, there was an article I read from Scott Powers of The Athletic that he posted the other day where uh, he, he dove into some of the deeper analytics on all of the Hawks defensemen and Stillman in his six games here he had some really solid defensive zone numbers but it just felt like a jump of the gun a little bit again though if Stillman works out like the Hawks think he will and this has the potential to be quite a team-friendly contract you know by the time we reach the second or third year but it's also interesting because now Nikita Zadorov remains the lone Blackhawks defenseman that is unsigned for next season. And with Stillman getting a three-year deal, he got some decent term there. And also considering that he plays a very similar style that Zadorov brings to the table, it has to make you wonder if Big Z's time in Chicago could be coming to an end. Which, what a disastrous way for that brand and trade to wrap up if that that does wind up being the case. Uh, I, I think everyone basically right off the bat felt the Blackhawks got the short end of the stick in that deal. But if Big Z only lasts one season here with the Hawks, man, that could potentially be right up there below the Artemi Panarin trade for the worst deal in Stan Bowman, Bowman's tenure as general, as general manager. Um, Zadorov, it, it just hasn't gone as we had hoped so far. You know, he was brought in here with the intention to become a top-four guy that could play alongside Adam Boquist or Ian Mitchell and kind of help those guys ease into their NHL careers. But so far, it's been a bumpy ride, to say the least. There have been nights where Big Z, he's been noticeably physical and done a really good job bullying the opposition in the defensive zone, but there just have been far too many where he's been either noticeably out of position or committed a really bad turnover or two that cost the team. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of months as Zadorov closes in on being a restricted free agent. There have been some contract talks apparently between the two sides, and I actually read that according to Scott Powers, the Hawks do believe they could have Stillman and Zadorov going forward. But the big factor here for the Blackhawks is how much money Zadorov is going to want this summer. It's believed that he could want somewhere around 4 or $4.5 million as an RFA, and he also could go to arbitration. He does have those rights. But the Blackhawks... They just don't seem like they want to give him that much, especially now that they have a younger guy who brings a similar game for a fraction of the price. I just don't think it it would make much sense to bring Zadorov back for a raise. At the moment, Big Z makes $3.2 million, and according to Powers in the article I mentioned a few moments ago, he said that if Zadorov would be willing to sign something around $3 million or, or $3.5, then a deal could be done right now. But obviously, 
nothing has happened yet, so uh, I do think the money is going to be the deal breaker here for Zadorov. If he's willing to take another deal for a similar price, I could see him staying, but at the same time, with all the defensemen we already have tied up going forward, I mean, taking a look at who's who's lined up to be part of this defense next year. We already have Duncan Keith, Connor Murphy, Adam Boquist, Ian Mitchell, Wyatt Kalanuck, Nicholas Bodan, now Riley Stillman, even Alec Regula down in Rockford. Um, if Calvin DeHaan doesn't get taken in the expansion draft or traded this offseason, then we can count him in that group as well. So with so many guys, you know, already kind of locked in, I personally think... This should probably be the end of Zadorov's tenure with the Blackhawks. I just, I have not been impressed with him enough to to want to keep him around long term. I think, you know, he's too slow. And even though he can be a force physically, I, I just don't think it's worth it. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with Nikita Zadorov in the next couple of months. But I definitely think that Riley Stillman's contract extension makes it all the more likely that Zadorov's Blackhawks tenure is quickly coming to an end. All right, there are my thoughts on Riley Stillman's contract extension on Sunday. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for our weekly mailbag fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of Blackhawks fans right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, double chocolate, salted caramel, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option and use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. I also need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is back, the NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons, and for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device today, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts.
This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Today, through the 26th of April, be sure to listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Lockdown and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their franchise. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app, which is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. Okay, I just finished up discussing Riley Stillman's contract extension and what that means for Nikita Zadorov's future. Moving on now to finish up the show here today, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I wanted to answer today comes from at Abtroid on Twitter. I think that's how it's pronounced. It's at A-B-T-R-O-Y-E-D who asked, Why the hell was Malcolm Subban in net again on Friday night? Short but sweet. Well, I honestly didn't have a problem with Subban getting the start in that game because coming into it, he had probably been the better of the two netminders as of late. Even in that game on Wednesday where... He allowed four goals in the Hawks' comeback, 5-4 OT win. I don't think any of those four goals were really his fault. The defense in front of him kind of were to blame there. And total, he still came up with 36 saves on the 40 shots on goal that he faced. Like, Subban got peppered in that one, especially in those first 40 minutes and early on in the third period. The game the game could have been out of reach and probably should have been 5-6-1 or six to one before the comeback. And then before that, Subban had about an 82-minute shutout streak dating a few weeks back to his previous start. Um, I know 60 minutes of that streak came against the Detroit Red Wings, but in comparison to Lankinen, he had just been the better goalie. Lankinen, after getting those, uh, I believe it was eight starts in a row, ever since then, he's just kind of faded a little bit and... If you look at the numbers, look at the box score, he was regularly recording a save percentage below 900 and just wasn't making the big-time stops that we know he's capable of when he's playing at his best. So even though Kevin Lankinen had kind of been the guy in big-time games leading up to Friday, I personally didn't have a problem with Jeremy Carlton giving Subban the start in net. The second question I want to answer today comes from Brendan Huminski, who emailed in the show asking, what do you think realistically are the odds that Jonathan Taze comes back and plays next season? Well, gotta start by saying nothing is for sure, even though we did just hear some good news from Darren Drager the other day saying that all signs are pointing in a positive direction for Taze to return to the team next season. It all just, it all really matters on his health, which... Obviously, no one knows still what he's been dealing with for the last handful of months. So optimistically, right now, I'm going to say 70-30 with 70% being that he does return just from, you know, we, we've heard from Stan Bowman in the past saying that he, he's looking like he's going to be back. Some of Taze's teammates, even in inter- interviews, they said that, you know, even before this news came out, um, that they were looking forward to his return, and then now we got that positive news from Darren Drager. But it's still kind of, you know, unfair, I think, to put a number on it at this point because anything can happen, and there's a ton that we still don't know. So even though 
I'm hopeful and things are sounding good. There's still a ways to way to go, a uh, still a ways away to go before I think we get um any more news or before anything becomes official on Jonathan Taze's potential return to the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, April 26th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go ask your smart device to play the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and DFS leagues. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions regarding the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.